European Heart Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 37, Issue 11, Focus Issue on Prevention, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Prevention, from molecular mechanisms to novel risk factors and patient management. Prevention relies on knowledge about the mechanisms of disease. Only what has been understood can be prevented. Although the classical risk factors, such as high blood pressure, cholesterol and diabetes, are well known and treatable as recommended by respective guidelines, novel risk factors may expand our possibilities to avoid, rather than treat, disease. For instance, in coronary artery disease, not only lipids matter, but inflammation is about to become a major therapeutic target. Inflammation involves cellular and humoral factors. Thus, Knowledge of macrophages in diseased tissue is rapidly expanding, propelled by improved diagnostic capacity to detect and monitor cells in their native environments. Matthias Narendorf from the Harvard Medical School in Charleston, Massachusetts, enlightens our readers with his timely review, Innate Immune Cells in Ischemic Heart Disease, Does Myocardial Infarction Beget Myocardial Infarction? He discusses implications for ischemic heart disease and examines pathways that increase systemic leukocyte supply after myocardial infarction. Indeed, acute myocardial infarction alters the macrophage phenotype and supply chain from tissue resident to blood monocytes sourced from hematopoietic organs. The fact that leukocytosis associates with cardiovascular mortality provides a strong motivation to understand why and how organ ischemia alters cellular immunity and in turn their clinical course of such patients. This issue is further discussed in a clinical review, Role of T-Cells in Myocardial Infarction, by Stefan Franz from the University of Halle in Germany. Innate immunity has been studied for several decades in the context of atherothrombosis, ischemia reperfusion injury, myocardial remodeling, and healing. In the last years, a number of experimental and clinical studies focused on adaptive immunity in these processes. Meanwhile, there is considerable evidence, especially on the role of CD4 plus T cells in myocardial injury and healing, whereas their role in remodeling is less clear. Innate leukocytes are able to recognize a wide array of self and foreign molecular patterns, while activation of adaptive immunity requires a specific cooperation of antigen-presenting cells and distinct antigen-specific receptors on lymphocytes. Relevant autoantigens have not yet been convincingly identified, but experimental evidence suggests that autoantigen recognition is necessary for T-cell activation after myocardial infarction. Non-antigen-specific modes of activation might also play a role, especially during acute ischemia and reperfusion of the myocardium. Cardiovascular risk factors, such as hypertension, lipids, smoking, and diabetes, may differentially affect the coronary, cerebrovascular, or peripheral circulation. In their clinical research paper, Heterogeneous Impact of Classic Atherosclerotic Risk Factors on Different Arterial Territories, the EPIC Norfolk Prospective Population Study. Ron J. Peters and colleagues from the Academic Medical Center in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, 
studied the association between such risk factors and coronary artery disease, ischemic and hemorrhagic stroke, abdominal aortic aneurysms, and peripheral arterial disease in 21,798 participants of the EPIC Norfolk study. During 12 years, 3,087 events occurred. LDL cholesterol was strongly associated with coronary disease with a hazard ratio of 1.63, while systolic blood pressure was a strong risk factor for peripheral arterial disease with hazard ratio of 2.95 and ischemic stroke with a hazard ratio of 2.48, but not for aortic abdominal aneurysm. In contrast, smoking was strongly associated with incident aortic abdominal aneurysms with a hazard ratio of 7.66, and PAD with one of 4.66, but not with hemorrhagic stroke. Thus, the heterogeneity in the effects of risk factor in different vascular territories could have implications for prevention. Psychological factors have also been associated with the occurrence of cardiovascular disease. Among them, coping strategies may influence outcomes. In their clinical research paper, Coping Strategies and Risk of Cardiovascular Disease Incidents and Mortality, the Japan Public Health Center-based prospective study, Manami Inoue and colleagues from the University of Tokyo for the first time, investigated the association between coping strategies and cardiovascular disease and mortality in 57,017 individuals recruited into the Japan Public Health Center-based study over eight years. The pre-morbid use of an approach-orientated coping strategy was inversely associated with incidence of stroke and cardiovascular mortality. Stroke subtype analysis revealed an inverse association between the approach-orientated coping strategy and incidence of ischemic stroke, but a positive association between coping strategy and intraparenchymal hemorrhage. Utilizing an avoidance coping strategy was associated with increased mortality from ischemic heart disease only in hypertensive individuals. The coping behaviors of fantasizing and positive reappraisal were associated with increased risk of cardiovascular disease incidence, but a reduced risk of mortality from ischemic heart disease. Thus, an approach-orientated coping strategy, i.e. proactively dealing with sources of stress, may be associated with a reduced risk of stroke and cardiovascular mortality in a Japanese population. A common underlying mechanism with a genetic component could link pregnancy losses with vascular disease. In their paper, Association Between Pregnancy Losses in Women and Risk of Atherosclerotic Disease in Their Relatives, a nationwide cohort study, Heather A. Boyd and colleagues from the Statal Serum Institute in Copenhagen, Denmark, examined whether pregnancy losses, i.e. miscarriages and stillbirths, would co-aggregate with atherosclerotic outcomes in families. Using Danish registers, they identified women with pregnancies and their parents accounting to over 1 million and brothers in total 435,000 individuals. They followed parents for incident ischemic heart disease, myocardial infarction and cerebrovascular infarction and brothers for a broader combined atherosclerotic endpoint. Using Cox regression, hazard ratios were estimated for each outcome by history of pregnancy loss in daughters or sisters. Overall, 
Parents whose daughters had one, two, and more than or equal to three miscarriages had 1.01 times the rate of infarction, respectively, as compared to parents whose daughters had no miscarriages. For parents with more than or equal to three daughters with miscarriages, hazard ratios were 1.12, 1.29, and 1.33 respectively. Similar patterns were noted for ischemic heart disease and cerebrovascular infarction in parents, and the atherosclerotic endpoint in brothers. Parents whose daughters had stillbirths had 1.14 and 1.07 times the rates of infarction and cerebrovascular infarction, respectively, as compared to those whose daughters had no stillbirths. They conclude that pregnancy losses and atherosclerotic diseases in both heart and brain may have a common etiologic mechanism. Women in families with atherosclerotic disease may be predisposed to pregnancy loss. Conversely, pregnancy losses in first-degree relatives may have implications for atherosclerotic disease risk. Statins are the cornerstone of medical prevention, but drugs are only effective if they are taken. In the last paper, negative statin-related news stories decrease statin persistence and increase myocardial infarction and cardiovascular mortality a nationwide prospective cohort study. Burger Groner Nordesgaard, from the Herlev University Hospital in Denmark, investigated whether statin-related news stories, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, statin dose, calendar year, and sociodemographic status would be associated with early statin discontinuation in 674,900 individuals. Over 15 years, Individuals on statins increased from less than 1% to 11%, but early statin discontinuation increased from 6% to 18%. The odds ratios for early statin discontinuation were 1.09 for negative statin-related news stories, 1.04 per increasing calendar year, 1.04 per increasing defined daily dose of statin, 1.05 for male sex, 1.13 for living in cities, 1.67 for other ethnicities than Danish, 0.92 for positive statin-related news stories, 0.73 for baseline cardiovascular disease, and 0.91 for baseline diabetes. During follow-up, the hazard ratios for individuals with versus without early statin discontinuation were 1.26 for myocardial infarction and 1.18 for death from cardiovascular disease. Thus, early statin discontinuation increased with negative statin-related news stories, calendar year, statin dose, male sex, living in cities, and with other ethnicities than Danish, while the opposite was true for positive statin-related news stories and for baseline cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Early statin discontinuation was also associated with increased risk of myocardial infarction and death from cardiovascular disease. Overall, then, this underscores the huge responsibility that media have in providing appropriate and balanced information. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its readers.